welcome back, listeners, to the Scarves Only Know Beach Boys podcast. Today we're here with two very special guests. For the video uh, watchers, one you can see and one who is <laughs> just a floating omniscient being. But, um, <laughs> but I will introduce you two because I wrote little bios for you two. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> First up, we've got Paige Bullman, who's a local legend in Cannes (laughs) after the last film festival where me and her and Jenny here were um, were interns and uh, and also a local legend at Chapman uh, for being a, a rising senior. Is that true? That's true. And writer for The Slate. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whoa. Wait, I just yeah. remembered that. Now I'm like like I'm shy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um and not only that, but uh, but an avid uh music listener and Beach Boys fan, at least of this record, because we played it in your room when yeah. we were all hanging out and we were like, Wow, sunflower. Um <laughs> uh, no, Paige is literally. I think she's literally one of the founders of um Beach Boy Summer. So, so yeah, true. well, it is a Beach Boy Summer. So, <laughs> yeah, all summer long we're listening. All to summer the long. Boys. Yeah, and then the uh, the other guest we have here is the incredible Gunner Seismore. Uh, is that is that how you say your name, Gunner? That your last name? Sizemore. Right? Just just Size- the two words, size and more. It's okay. Gunner you can Size- say how. Sizemore. No, no, I want to get like. it right. I want to get it right. No, no, no. Um, just put it. Just put a nice, a, a beautiful, handsome picture of me, and people, people will be able to point me out. And as long as they got my first name, they're good. <laughs> okay, sounds sounds good. But um, but you may know Gunner if you're a hip recent high school grad from the Los Angeles area, um, for for his uh work in film and music. Or perhaps if you're just an everyday American consumer of content, you might know him for his voice acting work as Bao on Kung Fu Panda and Craig of the Creek, which I'm blown away by. Um, oh, thank you. I did not, you did your research. <laughs> I was on IMDb. <laughs> and, uh, and also just an all around music and film, like knowledgeable like guy you know oh um, shucks <laughs> because i will say and and obviously we'll get into this record but but you were the one who showed me i i'll, I'll say uh, the track deirdre which yeah one of the one of my favorites on this album i'm a huge deirdre enjoyer I, I have an interesting story about it that i'll tell you when we when we get to the 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 deirdreing of the, yeah. the after- <laughs> yes okay well, with that said, we might as well uh we might as well just start start chatting the the record. I guess uh I guess I could do my brief history section. I only have 3 bullet points cuz I you know, once again since I've been working like uh it hasn't been tons of time to like do all this research, but or even listen to the record that much, but which I should do more of listening, but the research part like it's not I, I I guess it's important. I would do it if I had the time, but sixteenth studio record by the Beach Boys. It dropped August thirty first, nineteen seventy. 
Uh, it was released to some favorable reviews, but overall sold poorly. So it's kind of following the trend that we've talked about with these 70s records. Everything pretty much post Smiley Smile um, and, and Pet Sounds, obviously. But, but of course, there's beauty to be found in these records um, because it followed their, their record 2020, which is probably one of the post Pet Sounds records that I'm least familiar with, um, although I know it has some great tunes on it. And maybe we'll do an episode on it someday. And then you should. Could, yeah. Do you, you like 2020, Gunner? Do you know 2020? 2020... Genevieve, do you know it very well? 2020? 2020? There's, um, there's, a, there's another track about like listening to the music or something that my friend Lakin just showed me. It's really good. And then there's a track that Charles Manson wrote on 2020. Oh, Manson. He was friendly. I can hear music. Yeah. That's not the one that he, that Manson wrote, but I can hear music as the mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I remember it, but I've probably listened to it before just because of Charles Manson. <laughs> 2020 is fantastic. It was a it was a big staple in my house for a while because it was just one of the few Beach Boys records that we had. But my mom would put it on all the time. She grew up not liking the Beach Boys and I put her on to them. Uh, by like making her listen to pet sounds and she found 2020 somewhere in our our bins and i would always come home to it on in high school so i like i would walk home and cabin essence would be playing it was funny oh that's, <laughs> that's lovely what was it like record or cd that you had playing it was a, it was a record we only out, like out loud in the house we only we only play records on speakers so we listen to digital like in our headphones but records re- re- records filling the the house are the only thing that we really do it's not like a, it's not a rule it's just like it's how <laughs> it's how you how, how how we listen yeah, yeah 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 wow that's great i wish more families would do that i mean oh. my family doesn't care but I, oh. I i would but i don't even have any of the beach boys records on vinyl which is something we've talked about on the show wanting to change do you have any records of the beach boys guys other than or do you have sunflower on on vinyl i don't know i don't personally I do not. <laughs> I yeah, I have like pet sounds, of course, and I'm sure my dad has like a billion others that I don't know about. But I don't think you have sunflower. You should talk. You should tell Ed. You should you should tell him, Jenny. Like, hey, pull out all the Beach Boys like records that you got. Yeah, I could do a haul in the next podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We would like that. <laughs> yeah. I think I have. Which ones? I have I have like three different pressings of Pet Sounds, but the best one is the the ninety seven mono, the ninety seven. Really? I believe I haven't yeah. heard about. Yeah. I need to do there's because Pet Sounds we've been holding back that episode, but there's so much lore. Like I just watched a documentary on it this week, and I was and we're trying to get that freaking TikToker. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get like some people like who like really know like the Sonic stuff of it. But what? Ooh, yeah, Tom DM the TikToker to to come on the podcast, but yeah, how that's going? Yeah, we need to see. I, I actually don't even know if I sent the message. I think I just like drafted. Like, oh. <laughs> I need to get. Yeah, there's a real celebrity guests. There's a few. They're not like super famous. We need John Stamos. For I know. I was gonna say I listened to the one where you guys are talking about getting John Stamos. On. <laughs> I would listen to that. I'll say. It. <laughs> 
yeah i mean we're trying we'll, we'll, we'll email his uh his department yeah I mean, talk he to definitely people. would want some cash i think but yeah we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah oh yeah and then it so it it pers- it followed 2020 and it preceded surfs up which is lovely record yeah really cool like left field kind of rock like poetic writing all of a sudden um i mean i'd say there's lots of poetic writing on this record too but i've been listening to long promised road a lot recently which is like the like i think one of the opening tracks on surfs up and it's so good it's like a it's like my fight song because it empowers me to get through the day (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and it's kind of like they're the long and winding road side one um the first track is called slip on through my notes i wrote down the lyric growing my love for you is growing like a big old tree and i said (laughs) good (laughs) good um yeah i've i've been known to like their first tracks of the albums this one not my favorite but good track good good opener still yeah i hadn't heard this one until i like re-listened to this album for this and i really liked it i thought it was it was like really catchy and it got stuck in my head and then yeah added it to my summer playlist you know but <laughs> yeah i don't know i really like this one yeah that's awesome. oh. <laughs> Like, so, sorry, I was texting my friend uh, to see if she could get in contact with John Stamos. Anyways, uh, <laughs> do you have a connection? What? Okay, my my high school speech and debate coach's oh. in-law is John Stamos. So he married uh, a student from my high school, basically. Oh, that would like that would blow up our podcast. Like, we would, <laughs> yeah. then we would have like, to keep doing it. Thirty listens to like. <laughs> A thousand at least. <laughs> but anyways, uh Slip On Through, awesome song. I Tom has been always um super vocal about how much he appreciates the um opening tracks on each album. And this out uh, this one I really, really do get because um it, it just like set an amazing tone for it and made me excited to listen to the rest. I actually I did know this song before, but I I didn't know like the, the name of it or who it was by. Like I just knew the melody and chorus. Um, so yeah, it's nice to finally know so I can re-listen to it when I want to. Solid track. I have a very, I have a very interesting relationship with Sunflower because I, I it, usually with the Beach Boys, I I will put on a full record or like even on shuffle, like I'll listen to the entire record. But Sunflower has always been one where i just select individual tracks i never i never go in with the intention of listening to it front to back because to be completely honest i think part of the reason why i love it is because it's so jumbled there's like there's a very hit or miss quality to everything on the album i think like like, the the greatest songs i think are beach boys highlights and then some of the um less great songs are duds in my opinion but Mm -hmm. slip on through is an interesting one because it kind of falls in the middle for me it doesn't speak to me, but it's not something that I ever like wrote off as um, like a, a kitschy, awful Beach Boys song. Not that kitschy is awful, but I love kitsch. And the Beach Boys can pull it off like nobody's business. But um, that's their thing. Yeah, it has some, it has it has like integrity to it, but it wasn't something that um, really blew me away. But I do like the track. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, Slip On Through is just like 
I, I actually really like the way that it ties into track two, This Whole World, which I prefer as a song. Um, like, I think it has the energy that could have been in, in an opening track. And I think it's just maybe in the background vocals because it's kind of like an mm-bop kind of thing, like in, on the second track, This Whole World. And I think that's kind of... There's something about the way that the, the end of the first track goes into the beginning of the second is very seamless transition and then this this track this whole world is like steady groovy i like it better than the first but i think like i said it just goes into it nicely so i kind of went through and like wrote some notes on each song and especially the ones that i like didn't really know as well this one i didn't really know as well also and i can't remember it totally right now but what i wrote down was crazy little vocals don't really remember what that means i just think there was like one thing in particular where i was like whoa that was kind of crazy and then also there was one line where it was like i don't remember it specifically but it was like sometimes girls get mad at boys just for show or something like that like i don't know i just thought that was funny i like that um but yeah so many silly lyrics like that yeah every (laughs) album i just kind of enjoyed that i don't think this was like one of my faves, but yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, this one holds like vegetables status for me, if that makes sense. Like, okay. it's yeah. There's some interesting things happening sonically, but the like I can't listen to it all the time <laughs> because I don't always want to hear you know like I don't always want to hear Paul McCartney banging on the celery, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or like, like, especially with the lyrical content, it's, um, Brian Wilson, he has such an interesting eye, but they're both similar for me because they both show that Brian has an incredible ear, but a very interesting eye, like what he observes in the world and what he chooses to write about is always, um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's always interesting, even if it doesn't land emotionally. Um, it's, there's always, there's something very unique and childlike about what he fixates on mm-hmm. which i mean you know you go into his history and there might be some you know some things in his past that point to that but um it's it's i think i think this song supports that sentiment that he, what he like chooses to focus on is just so unique and so him even if it's not um always like a, a fascinating listen it's just interesting to see what he's interested in Mm-hmm. yeah was there any anything else guys on that one i think i mean it's pretty much uh it's pretty much out there like this one it's kind of all out on the table like some of these other tracks where you can mm-hmm. kind of see see how you like it like right away i uh i read that his wife Marilyn was in the backing vocals of this track so hmm. Shout out Marilyn. <laughs> yes. she's, been like, she's been like creeping into our podcast uh, little by little. Um, yes. Okay. And you know what? I figured out because you know how when we did Love You, we were talking with Quinn about this band called American Spring that yeah. that Brian produced. That's that's Marilyn and oh. her sister. That's like the new... <laughs> Because they had like a childhood band with the sisters. Yeah. But then they did American Spring once they were like adults and married to the Beach Boys, or at least Brian. Um, yeah, she was married cool. to Brian. And uh, 
he produced their, their tracks like in the 70s but it's hard to find like i think they have like only a few songs on spotify if any um cool i didn't know that she sang on that it's cool yeah um and one of the notes i have is just like that i like the like Paige said the crazy vocals <laughs> mostly for me it's just like the the little like oh like after mm-hmm, each mm-hmm. line that i really liked um kind of i don't know when the beat dropped and those hit it was just like it, it reminded me of um two mamas and papa songs um somebody groovy and the in crowd so there's my mom and papa's mention of the episode as well <laughs> yes maybe yeah. maybe the next season we'll have to do like mamas and papas stuff although i do want to do like all like 26 or 28 like beach boys albums like that's a dream i know i was gonna ask are you eventually like once you run out of beach boys are you gonna switch artists well yeah that's the interesting thing i don't know maybe gunner have we ever talked about joker men because i'm a big dylan fan i don't know if you know about joker men but they like they're a dylan oh yeah podcast, and they i'm they, they i'm very aware of this to um oh that's great i'm I'm glad i i expected you would even if we hadn't talked about it because i feel like we've talked about like blonde on blonde or something before but oh yeah i dressed as dylan for halloween in my yeah. junior year of high school okay i remember that yeah i mean not that i was there but i saw a picture <laughs> or something i don't uh, know you I, I, that before you were there in my heart <laughs> as always though you're always there in my heart you, yes in your in your in your lazy boy reclining in my heart Yes, I'll have to put like some kind of like me on the lazy boy meme with like a goofy song playing for the video. Um, <laughs> yeah, you will. That's that's such like a Beach Boys song, "Reclining in My Heart." <laughs> Reclining in my heart. Yeah, on your lazy boy, always there. Yeah, I'm your lazy boy. That would be the lyric. I'm your lazy boy. <laughs> and Brian, Brian could relate to that maybe. Not that he was lazy, but he was very, you know. Like we said, dormant in his, uh, especially going into the production of some of the the albums like Sunflower and Onward. But yeah, I mean, uh, the next track is Add Some Music to Your Day, which to me is just another like, like song about appreciating music. That's kind of like, it gave me Sir Duke vibes, Stevie Wonder, a little bit of silly love songs paul mccartney and then also a little bit of like everyday people because it's like talking about going to the dentist and stuff and like you know it's playing when you're like at the dentist and at the doctor and it's everywhere like you know trying to get in it's weird writing as always but trying to get into that like everyday peopleness of the powers of music i don't know it's an interesting track yeah to say the least it is Um, possibly the most interesting song on the record in every aspect of the word (laughs) uh i don't know it's it's the one song on the record that i can like confidently say i i don't think i want to return to um (laughs) it's like it's one that i always skip as i overlook it and it's the first song that i ever heard on the record also um I remember I was in, uh, this is kind of my story with the album. I was in a record store in uh, near near where I live. In ter- I live in Van Nuys, but there's a record store called CD Trader about four miles from my house. And it's like the closest record store. And that's where I do most of my shopping because they have a huge 
catalog. It's great. Anyway, um, they had Beach Boys albums just like running back to back uh, in the room. Uh, and Sunflower happened to be playing. And I didn't like realize what was playing until I heard add some music to your day. And I went, what the hell is this? And why does it sound like the Beach Boys? Yeah. And I Shazammed it and saw that it was Sunflower. And I was like, oh, huh, that's weird. And then some of the later songs on the album, I like paid attention to now that I knew it was the Beach Boys. And that's when I fell in love with Sunflower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that you noticed that right away. Because to me, like, I mean, obviously we'll talk about side two, but like the side two is very, the back end of this is very like, whoa, like this is the Beach Boys making these songs. And also like the, the era when the, like 1970, it's weird for some of these tracks, particularly Tears in the Morning, the first track on side two. But we'll get to that, obviously. Any other thoughts, though, on this Add Some Music to Your Day song? Um, When I listened to it, I just thought about, I don't know, it's just classic, like very cheery, like classic Beach Boys. I kind of, I don't know if I'd ever be in a mood where I would have to hear that song. Yeah, It's, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, not one of my faves once again, but I kind of like it in the way that like what you were saying, Tom, where like, I like that it's so obvious about it's just being like, we love music, we want everyone to love music. Here's everywhere you will listen to music where you can hear it, and why it's awesome. Like, (laughs) I don't know, I just kind of I like that idea. I think it's kind of silly. But I don't know how often I'm gonna be like, Oh, I really want to listen to this. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) It seems like it'd be like in a promo for music. Yeah, we don't need you to advertise music because we love it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They want us to know they love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's great. Like, talking about music i mean that's what yeah. we're doing. that's what we're doing now so yeah. you can't knock it but <laughs> yeah but the, the next track got to know the woman um my notes i have two notes once again uh in all caps do the chicken um which is a back background vocal <laughs> and then also a question about a background vocal does he say damn on does he swear because i don't think i've cursing on a beach boys track but it sounds like he says damn like on my god your your camp kids definitely can't listen to this episode anymore Mm -hmm. wait i want to look at the lyrics now and find if there's a bad word (laughs) i don't think he curses i think it's it's got to be i thought brian wilson was very um very very great yeah yeah that's he he made music for the people and the, the people were always in mind yeah and this album covers literally them with um, there's children, I'm assuming. So I'm just, well. It noted one of the f- family, few, one of the few Beach Boys songs that could honestly be called funky. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I, that's what I wrote down. I said groovy and funky. I liked it. It made me want to like dance. Like I don't know. Like I was imagining like an old like, I don't know how to even explain it, but very groovy. I really like the piano on this one. The yes. piano. Oh my god, I was about to shout out the plinky, tinkly piano because yeah. that is one of my favorite things ever, which is also why I'm an avid listener of the Moms and the Papas because their music is like riddled with that like saloon. Yeah, sound. no, I love that, yeah. Is it maybe the tack, like the, you know how they like tack the hammers on the piano i'm not sure i know they did that on pet sounds but i don't know if that's the case here i'll have to listen closer yeah. to it 
Also, I just looked up the lyrics. I don't see any curse words, but it's okay. kind of funny to look at the lyrics when it puts every like all the background like ma ma like all that is like in quotes. I was just like ma 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 ooh 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 like I don't know. That's just yeah. <laughs> I was wondering because it definitely would have been like when I heard it, I thought like it would it was a backup vocal, so it might not be written as a lyric, but also like it might yeah true yeah there. Um, also, this the song's lyrics read like um, Surfing Birds lyrics, which is hilarious to me. Um, by the 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 infamous Trashman, yeah, <laughs> which is um, such a surf rock track. Yeah, lovely. Which is something they never could have accounted for because I don't right. think they they weren't right. thinking about how people would read the lyrics. But seeing "Mama Mama Uma Mao" <laughs> makes me think of the Uma, you know the yeah the the infinitely quotable. You know, Uma Mao Mao, Papa Uma Mao, which just rolls off the tongue so nice. Exactly, yeah. Makes you picture like some, some family guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, everybody's Uma Mao Mao with someone's Papa. <laughs> so it's very relatable. Endlessly, endlessly. <laughs> that's that's probably the quote of the season, Gunner. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um well hey the next track number five is deirdre just lovely track i mean i want to maybe maybe gunner should start talking about it because this is like probably your your favorite i'm guessing on the on the record this is one of my favorite i think personally one of my favorite beach boys cuts of all time Mm -hmm. um there's something so sweet about how brian approaches like talking about his relationships and like talking about people who the protagonist or narrator of the song is in love with he's always very very gentle um with the person it's always the circumstances that he attacks um (laughs) yeah but it's never the it's never the actual person or woman or whoever is you know being sung about lovingly at least from what i've listened to like Mm -hmm. you know maybe there's a blind spot but Deirdre's another one of those where I just I think that I think the message is so cute and sweet and the instrumentation on that is fantastic. Like yeah. the the horns just come totally out of left field. Yeah, the yeah. flutes, everything is like it's so lush and the just the odd breaks that the song has and some of the changes and like the um usually the Beach Boys are so um glued to the time of the song and this one feels so fluid which is so unnatural but welcome like the little rundown that the guy does like then he's like <laughs> you know it's like he's he's syncopating which is so odd the beach boys don't do a ton of crazy syncopation and that's not wild yeah. but it's just so out of their playbook right. um we talked yeah, about like, that with with jenny's dad because he's a drummer and he's like you know they have their own shuffle the beach boys shuffle it's like one and a two and a like i forget exactly how it goes because i think it's like one and two and one and two and one yeah but this one is very like like it's you know like you said gunner it's flowy and kind of i don't know that's part of the beauty of it definitely yeah it's just it's really stunning and i love the whole idea of you know somebody coming back to their hometown like completely beaten up and there's like there's one person waiting for them going we all missed you it's like so 
it's so cute it's yeah. just adorable that's and how like... i feel every time i come back i'm deirdre <laughs> 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 because the red hair and all <laughs> but yeah. um trying to think of anything else that oh, the, the one other thing that really stands out to me um is the break that um the, like the vocal break that's taken when they come back into i think it's the third verse um and there's just a run of instrumentation with a really weird measure in the middle that doesn't yeah. make any sense they like skip a beat or two uh-huh. or add a beat or two. i forget what it is but I, I it always catches me off guard and then you jump into just the instrumentals and you're waiting for the vocals to come in and then it's like one two three and you're back with me and you're like oh Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it's just so many like interesting musical choices that this is one of those songs i think they could have gotten away with putting any words to it's like a zappa track where like the, it's like the, the instrumentation is so beautiful you can say whatever you want and it doesn't yeah. matter but yeah. they found a way to really use lyrics that emphasize the emotion mm-hmm. of the notes and of the the progression i really like it they chose these lyrics it like works all the better because i feel like with some of those zappa tracks it's like that's why he's not recognized a lot because he was such like Zappa, you know, such a, a genius like composer and, uh, you know, could do any arrangement, you know, and, and, but just like writing songs, like literally like about vegetables, similarly to the, <laughs> to the Beach Boys. But like, um, I, I don't know. It's, it seems very niche to me when Zappa does it, but, but then, you know, obviously, Anytime Brian wants to do this huge arrangement, it's like about like a very gut wrenching like story or like idea. Um, and, and, you know, of course Zappa had real real stuff to say, but that's just like yeah. I don't know. I agree. Zappa had a different language. I think that's the difference. Zappa's language was music, um, and Brian's language is a marriage between the note and the word. Um, so he like he finds ways to communicate and some songs are strictly through the music and some songs are strictly through the lyrics but he uses he uses both um interchangeably as his language and zappa just didn't operate i think on that level and he didn't want to but um yeah like i mean even you know like you're talking these big arrangements always have this like gut-wrenching topic like caroline no is such a is the one that always comes to mind at least for me um as like a a track of like rivaling depth. I think Caroline knows a bit deeper, but um, it's like the polar opposite in terms of emotions. I think that they're tackling them, however, in the same way. Or I just wasn't made for these times. Maybe another one on Pet Sounds. I was listening to that a lot this week. But... Yeah, I think that one's a little closer, probably. I even like. I want to say, let's go away for a while. Just like stripping the lyrics, like let's go away for the for a while. Reminds me so much of Deirdre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you two? But... What do you think, like Paige? What do you think about this Deirdre? I mean, we've really hyped it up now, so it'd be it'd be yeah. <laughs> one of you like hates. Oh, I hated it. No, I like this one a lot. Um, I had never heard this song actually, um, but I also really loved it. I really like the flute. That's something I wrote down. Somebody said that earlier, but I love the flutes that came in. Thought it was really beautiful. Um, I don't know, just like a cute little love song, I guess. Like what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I like the name Deirdre. Like, I don't know, just random, but I like that name a lot. <laughs> so obscure. Yeah, like I've never I've never heard that. It's cool. I think it's like usually Deirdre, because that's how I, I read it. Me I too. Like, Me too. 
<laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot harder to rhyme though. You're back with muh, Deirdre. <laughs> they can do it. Um, but yeah, I actually knew this song also before listening to this album, so it was a nice surprise when I heard it um, again. And I knew it uh, through Isaac. Shout out Isaac, my BF, um, because he randomly played this in the car and like he doesn't really listen to the beach boy so it's so random like how he picked up this song and how he's in his like songs and yeah i don't know how that happened but i'm glad that i did because it is a really lovely track um and according to wikipedia it is a credit to brian and then also bruce johnston who named the song after his ex's sister so okay Wow. Yeah. That makes it even better somehow. That is amazing. <laughs> shout they out, always shout have out like Isaac. the like most like I don't know. They just have drama in the littlest corners of their discography. It's yeah. fine. And also I think uh Bruce Bruce Johnson has like a moment on this record too, which we talked about for summer summer days and summer nights, our last episode, because that was his first record where he was like allowed to like be accepted into the Beach Boys, or like he took Brian's place on the road because Brian obviously famously stopped touring. But then, you know, he didn't. He wasn't ever in their sessions. He wasn't on any album covers. And then, by this record, he's got his own songs. So that's pretty cool. And <laughs> fittingly, the next track is "It's About Time." <laughs> um, this I wrote. An international super spy sings a ballad of the changing times and reflects on possibly doing drugs, although that's probably Mike Love talking because he famously is like, no drugs. Like, there's there's a lyric on this track where it's like, I was, I used to blow my mind sky high and they like really like vocally emphasize the sky high and it's like, oh, I know what this is about. But it's also... <laughs> It's not like an actual spy. That's just like, <laughs> it feels like a secret agent song by the way that it's made. Yeah, what I, I wrote down is that if I, I said, I feel like if I listened to this song while I was walking somewhere, I would get there really fast because <laughs> I feel like I was on a mission. <laughs> but so I can relate to the whole spy feeling. <laughs> I can picture you now fast walking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I really like the like the storytelling of the lyrics. Um, I just I always kind of gravitate to songs that like lay out like a narrative for you while you're listening to it, which the Beach Boys do a lot. So, um, yeah, um, and I thought it was pretty crazy that they were just like straight up telling their very like personal, very situational troubles at the time too. But that was cool. Oh yeah, Gunner, what do you think? I think it's interesting that because this this one was written by Dennis and Al Jardine. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very ironic that Dennis is singing, or that sorry, that, De that Dennis was writing about um this in particular with like with you know reflecting on drug addiction and then growing past it because that's what destroyed him. Yeah. Um, like he forgot how to play the drums because he was just so like jacked up on everything. Um 
So I don't know. That, that was that's the only thing that I found really interesting. It's it's a Beach Boys song called "It's About Time." It's one that didn't really like stick with me, but I thought that the that um, connection was haunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's maybe ironic. It's weird that um, that Dennis. It's ironic to me that Dennis was singing it, but yeah, sad. Another sad track is flipping it over to side two. Tears in the morning. This one to me was a total shocker because I heard this in the car, and I was like. First of all, this is on this album, and this is from 1970, because it feels like in in its musical like layout that it would be like a 60s hit or maybe like early 60s hit, Beach Boys. But then the the way that the music goes for the verses seems like a very like ni- like 1940s kind of very instrumentally like sophisticated, and it, it's got this whole epilogue at the end. Um, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. This is this is a uh, Bruce Johnson song. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's what I wrote for it. Um, surprised me. I feel like after it's about time, I was like, whoa, okay, like we're slowing down, and it was really sad. But I liked. I feel like I heard some accordion in there. It could have been something else, but I was like, whatever that is, I like it. I think it was an accordion. I don't know. They've been known to do it. That's about it I wrote for this one. It was just kind of slow and sad. (laughs) I think this track definitely has the, like, my favorite lyrics as well as the lyrics um, of this album. Um, My note says, it hurts so good. So (laughs) that's it, yes. It's just really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is my favorite cut off the record other than Deirdre. Um, probably my favorite cutoff side too, as well. I don't know. I really, I really like the the harmonies. It's like the I'm not comparing Brian Wilson to Beethoven, but Bernstein said something really interesting about Beethoven that I think applies to this. It's like there's something interesting about the form of the song. It's not that anything in particular stands out. Like it's not like the songwriting is like perfect or the like the the chords themselves are perfect, but it's like. Brian relates the chords in such an interesting way that um like I really I, th- I think the song works so well because it's about the overall and like how everything relates rather than an individual aspect. So um yeah, I I I just I I love the progression. It's very simple, but it's still unexpected. Like every every chord every time I hear it, it feels fresh. Um and I I really like that. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. That's something I've I've noticed for sure. Like in, uh, I mean, just as a songwriter, like I feel like I tend to look at things with with symmetry and structure, and you know that's just kind of how I write. But I always admire when, you know, when I hear a, a track or or you know, am watching someone perform and it's kind of more like a flower. I don't know, and it's just like it goes every which way. I I love. And and I mean, the the arrangements on tracks like this are so they stand out because that's what they do. They they don't they don't do the same thing over and over again, which is something I get so like self conscious about in my own stuff. Um, which is hard when you only play a guitar and you're just like playing you know four chords or whatever. But I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I think. Uh, 
it's a sad one and it's definitely more low-key like like Paige was saying like it it's we're changing we're changing pace and the next track all i want to do this is one i love and it's it's known by some to be the first ever chill wave track but brian doesn't like this song he thought it was like i don't know i i forget why he said he doesn't like it but it was like eh. I think he 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 had bigger ambitions for it, but I I love this track. This is the first track that I had like on repeat on Sunflower. Um, but how do you how do you guys feel about? I know I know Paige that you were singing along to this when we played it in your room, and I was like, whoa, like you know this song because I always thought Sunflower was like a deep cut from the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. but like I was very like happy to like be like playing something that was like exciting and like we all knew a little bit yeah no yeah i love this song this is also the first one that i really was listening to like over and over and over again and it's like kind of a constant in my like music rotation i don't know i just love this song it's it just gives me like the best feeling of like i like that chill wave idea like that's exactly what it feels like i just like kind of a relaxing I'm listening to it in my car the windows are down maybe I'm like going to the beach of course like I don't know it just is a feel good and I really like it yeah so yeah, yeah it's like oh sorry no you go you can go oh I would say like the along with like the chill wave thing I feel like when I first listened to this it sounded to me like I don't know it, so- it had a sound that a lot of artists today I feel are trying to like recreate or like kind of reinvent through their music um just because like when I heard it I was like this sounds like somersault would like yes um so yeah it was it's just kind of crazy to hear that like because I've never I've never heard like it that kind of genre like pre-2015 so yeah um yeah it sounds like it could have come out in like 2012 or something mm -hmm. like that's what's crazy about it to me but i love it like it's Mm -hmm. so it not because of that because i don't generally listen to like chill wave except for toro imoa like he's he's one of my favorites because he's done all sorts of stuff but he was like one of he's considered like one of the first chill wave people but this is considered one of the first chill wave songs and it's like way way older than when chill wave was a thing um (laughs) yeah yeah i like i like this track yeah it's a it's a really this is another really solid one i think um it this is the song that reminds me that this and surfs up were back to back um it it has like almost a feel flowsy type feel to it it's like a little less floaty but it's got the same temperament as a lot of the slower songs on that record. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because they released like the, the studio takes of the two albums together. But I do, I do really think that there's a creative through line between the two records as well. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's interesting because this album just steers like so clear of what the traditional Beach Boys um, like joy feels like it was something that they kind of abandoned later in their career but then they they made their way back to it but it's so interesting because they cut breakaway 
about around the same time as the like the time they were cutting all these tracks and breakaway i think is one of the best beach boy songs of all time but it's so interesting that they chose to keep that as a single and not hold it for an album um because it wouldn't have fit this record at all but that is like the quintessential beach boys sound it's just like a more mature version of what they had been doing with like i get around and like you know the 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 classic like you know little deuce coop and they they just took a more mature songwriting approach to it and a more uh monologically interesting approach but um this is like this is proof that they were doing everything but on their studio records at this point like they wanted it felt like they wanted to um experiment more yeah they totally did um yeah yeah well i didn't know about i don't even think i know breakaway that well if i know it at all but breakaway is fantastic so it definitely check it out records it was just like a single yeah it was it was a single i don't know my i'm not gonna say that because i think i I think i'm wrong i have i for some reason my gut's telling me that it was a b-side but um on a single but i don't remember completely my mom knew the song when i i because i'd found it like mom have you ever heard this beach boy single and she was like oh my god this is this is on in the house all the time when i was little but so uh cool. you know what it could be is because you know every week we talk about kokomo and like <laughs> jenny jenny's a kokomo like warrior like through and through like fighting loves, for kokomo rights but i just found out that it because we talked about with jenny's dad that it wrote it was made or like put out for the, the this film that Tom Cruise was in. Cocktail. My dad just watched it. Cocktail. I watched the trailer and it looks literally so bad. But <laughs> it was on it, it, it was it was on a Beach Boys album called Still Cruisin', like one of the like 80s albums. Uh and they have like 20 plus albums, studio records that you know, they were they were doing like all throughout the 70s 80s even 90s um and i think early 2000s is their last official i, I don't know when their latest one is but it could have been maybe a back end because they grabbed old songs and there's terrible mixes of like wouldn't it be nice on still cruising like all the b-sides are old songs that they just didn't even i don't know if they remixed or what but we were thinking about talking about that but we <laughs> maybe we'll save it for another day because there are other tracks but i'm just thinking maybe that track you're talking about gunner could have been something like kokomo or something like that they fit onto the back side or the front side of a record later on that that's not very popular or even still because there's stuff that brian doesn't even want brian doesn't want like that record still cruising in production so it's not anymore Mm -hmm. yeah the um he apparently he was pretty fond of this one like he he said i i was i was looking up to see if it was on a record while we were talking about it just because i was curious it ended up on spirit of america the compilation record um i don't know if that's like the single version i don't I, i'm assuming it's the same cut but i'm not 100 percent sure they, they put out a great mix of it with the feel flow sessions that they just released like last year uh, um that's the one that i love uh, and it's made it on some some compilation records but brian has gone uh on to say in interviews that he, he thinks it's like one of his most underrated which i think is interesting i, I know that it was re- it was released as an a-side as well i just such checked. an interesting uh, cover to that album <laughs> spirit of america yeah it's very odd Kinda it's creepy. like it's very it's very nashville it's very altman true 
Very true. Wow, good connection to the film world. Um, yeah, well, I could next... go on about Nashville all day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should rewatch that, being that it's July, um, and you know, past around the Fourth of July, but forever. <laughs> the next track, aka Jesse's song <laughs> from Full House. Um, guys, I was listening to this on the way to work, and I was like tearing up, like. <laughs> This is just <laughs> such a, like, oh, like, like a wedding song, you know, which I think yes. it is on the show, maybe, of Full House, I don't know, but definitely, like, uh, this, this whole Full House-ness, like, is present, but that's because it was such a part in the show, and if you watch it when you were a kid, which is weird that so many of us did, because it's an 80s show, but I guess yeah. if our parents did, then maybe... It makes sense. They're like, oh, you got to watch Full House with the kids, even though I watched it when I was a kid. (laughs) It was on Nickelodeon when I came home from school. That was the only reason I watched it. (laughs) It was the only thing that was on. Yeah. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, I I guess it was on Nick. That's so I forgot what channel it was on. Maybe it was on like Teen Nick. It was sometimes. I don't know. Teen Nick. Yeah. But good show. Good show. Yeah. Anything anything else on this track? Um, I wrote down this is like a really specific example, but I feel like it now you're saying wedding and I'm like that's what I meant, but this is just like way more specific. I just said I can picture someone being serenaded by this song like as an anniversary anniversary gift or something and crying. <laughs> but now that I you said wedding, I'm like wait, that's that's what it is. Like, I don't know. Something really, like, emotional and romantic. I don't know. I really like this song, though. I love, love the first line. It's like, if I could make... Or if everything I said made you laugh, I'd, I'd talk, talk forever, forever or something like that. It's like, oh, right away. Yeah, it's so, like... <laughs> and it's, it makes sense that it's, like, that... It fits that description because it's called forever and like that's the goal of a wedding even though you know half of marriages don't work out <laughs> but like that's the dream that they're talking about you know the beach boys like they're they stand for there's a lot of this like mid-century like religious like idealism that's like you know get married like you can see that in so many tracks like talking about like whether it's like it's so clear that they're just you know they're committed to marriage or like married life like i don't know it, it, i i think it's interesting but yeah th- like it makes sense that those ideals shine because it's like that's the goal forever like forever i'll be loving you like that's what a marriage mm-hmm. should be but jenny what do you think i i think it's a lovely ballad um I I feel like it would hit harder for me if I had, like, sentimental attachment to it. Like, I don't know. I think this song just needs to become something in my life for me to get, like, emotional to it. But I can see, like, just thinking about how it could be something special for so many other people and so many other relationships, like, already, like, warms my heart. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I also didn't grow up uh, watching Full House, so I don't know the lore about this. Well, John Stamos, he actually has his own version of this, which I'll send to you guys if you haven't heard it. 
that they made for the show but there's like a whole <laughs> band and it's very like night 90s like i guess it wasn't 90s but it feels like that like i don't know it's cool our sweet love um apparently that was a friend's outtake uh there was another track on here that was a friend's outtake but i forgot what that was um it's just this whole album has lots of mushy gushy stuff um and i my notes say i really love when you get to see those moments where the instruments and arrangement get to shine because i i like my instruments moments with the beach boys our sweet love all i wrote down was i said do 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 because i feel like more <laughs> like obviously that's like a i feel like that's a beach boys thing obviously like they're always making those little noises but this song i felt even more than usual and then i just said i got a little bored dot 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 <laughs> but i think it was still like it was still sweet i think i liked it but i just wasn't like I wasn't as into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like Jenny said, it, it was yeah. it was a friend's outtake, but Brian wrote it for his brother Carl, and like Brian apparently never wanted to even finish it. But uh-huh. I thought it was cool. Well, the next one at my window. At my window, the <laughs> the first thing that hit me when I listened to this was the French part that Brian does. Uh, which I thought was really funny because Loki, when I first heard it, it reminded me of how Tom speaks French. Um, <laughs> no, and but it's like not even, it's just like even the cadence and like fluctuations and intonations of his voice, like it just it kind of freaked me out because it sounded like Tom, but um, because I can hear him just saying like le petit homme du suquet, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> and for this track i feel like the vocals and instrumental uh are m- the most cohesive together like they're married the best um because everything just seems to complement everything else and it's just so perfect yeah it's another track about backyard birds which there's one on friends that's kind of similar um mm. like little birdie or something i forget what it's called yeah. it's one that i really liked and no one else did <laughs> um that one is uh al jardine and brian and it it features like this acoustic guitar plucking that i thought was rare because beach boys don't do that a lot like yeah maybe there's a few acoustic cuts off friends but besides that like and maybe on 2022 i haven't really listened to 2020 but yeah, it's not common for them to do an acoustic, and it feels like a Spanish influence. I'm kind of hurt that Jenny thinks my French sounds like that. No! <laughs> but it evolved from a song called Love to Say Dada, or Dada, oh. from from another record. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of... Maybe what you're saying about it being more acoustic makes me feel this way, but I it kind of reminded me of like a lullaby almost. Like it was kind of just like a sweet little oh, melody. Yeah. I liked it, but it kind of was, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was slow. It was sweet, but nothing crazy for me on this one. But yeah. But Cool Cool Water is the last one. Yeah. And this is actually the, the track that evolved from Love to Say Dada. It was supposed to be on Smile, went to Smiley Smile, then to Wild Honey, 
never uh, nothing ever came of it it was very mm-hmm. experimental mm-hmm. it's like i like was kind of cleaning up like listening to this record before yeah yeah for the call today and i like just kind of zoned out when the song was playing and then and then yeah. i had a moment where i was like wait what like yeah <laughs> um brian i don't think he liked it as much maybe he did he just he thought there were there were parts in it that he wished he didn't include like the chant but the producer lenny lenny warrenker loved it and he said if he ever could he loved how low-key it was and he would love he said if he ever got a chance to work with brian again he would have tried to combine this with like the good vibration oh yeah because he loved how experimental it was and saw yeah but he wanted more of that yeah i was gonna say it kind of reminded me of good vibrations a little bit i mean just kind of sounded similar but obviously not the same i don't know i feel like i had a different vibe but i i love that there are tracks where they're like literally there's a track that they were doing for smile called like mrs o'leary's cow slash the fire mm-hmm. and they were all wearing fire hats like in the studio and they do it and like this one's called cool cool water they you can yeah. hear water like yeah in it at some point like and they do that on another track maybe it's good vibrations but it's like there's one track where you can hear like it's clearly like a, a straw like blowing into water. yeah yeah it's, it's so fun and like yeah they, they're really good at making the song the world of the song sound like how it should yeah definitely cool cool yeah water cool cool water no yeah i kind of agree and i had a i feel like i had a similar experience where because i'd never heard this one i was listening to it as i was like decorating my room or like working in my room and stuff and then i did the same thing where i like wasn't totally listening and then it like because you know the part where it kind of like fades out but then it comes back in again Mm -hmm. and then so like that happened and i was like wait like what is going on so then i like restarted it and just like listened to it all the way through and it was just like kind of bizarre but i think i liked it but just not i mean yeah what you're saying not something i'm gonna run to all the time but it was definitely interesting for cool cool water my only note is um what so that's it like what yeah what (laughs) because I think I was listening to this for the first time in the shower, like, last night, and it was just a, a fright to hear <laughs> at first, and then it became kind a of, cold like... cold shower, I hope. <laughs> a cool, cool shower. Um, <laughs> With cool, cool water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot to process, it was dark in my house, it was a little scary, but then it became a little bit more understandable, um as a listening experience so then yeah i kind of felt the same way where like i've liked the back yeah end of a lot of their records especially the one we listened to last week but this one is like literally half and half like tears in the morning i want to do forever great yeah our sweet love at my window cool cool water i like but I'm not like blown out of the cool yeah. water. These three songs, to be completely honest, these are three that I like barely remember. <laughs> so um, I don't really have much of an opinion. I, I do know cool, cool water though, and I like cool, cool water. Um, it's unforgettable. It's not. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. 
it's it's unforgettable but it's not it's not one that i think about often at the same time so um it's like when i when i pull up sunflower i'm always like you know i hit my i hit my deirdre's i hit my chairs in the morning and then i scroll down and i'm like oh yeah cool cool water i know that one. and then i just <laughs> don't listen to it <laughs> but um yeah so the, i'm i'm uh, the other two uh, in complete honesty i don't remember but um overall i like this record again i think the highs are high um most of it kind of just sits in the middle for me um so i would give it i'm gonna give this a, uh, this is out of 10 scarves yeah does it have to be out of 10 <laughs> it could be what what, what is the what's, alternative what's the what alternative? are you considering <laughs> I don't know. I was just I was wondering if the if the scale was set or um, if you wanted to move the scale. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not. Great, because this this is such an this is such an oddball Beach Boys record. I don't think I, I don't think I can I can keep myself at ten. I think it's got to be at nine. Um, and also, how many songs are on the record? This is um. Uh, I think it's twelve. Twelve. Yeah. It's twelve. Okay. Twelve and nine are both divisible by three. There's a <laughs> so i'm yeah. gonna give this i'm gonna give this album um a five nine. and a half to six out of nine okay yeah and i'm also gonna throw in um a couple sunflower seeds uh i'm gonna throw in 12 sunflower seeds one for <laughs> each track and yes. um half half of them have been spit out by brian wilson and <laughs> the other half um are fresh so you get six regular sunflowers when you plant them and six uh, sunflowers with a little Brian Wilson face in the middle uh, when you plant them. So you get 12 special sunflowers for listening wow. to this record. That's the craziest review. That was a crazy review. I'm such a fan of that review. I'm going to like, because I've been like commenting on the YouTube version, like what, what, like scarf rating everyone gave it, but I'm going to like literally transcribe what you just said. <laughs> Like, for that part. that's pretty good you, you want a more concise version or will that do no no that's i mean if you want to keep going like <laughs> oh well means. yeah i i if i'm i'm i'm, af I'm afraid that i'm going to um uh contradict myself i think that i think that i have to leave it as is otherwise I'll, my opinion will get muddy um i think it's it's beautiful in its simplicity yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect sunflower. Aw, uh, 12, 12 petals, twelve seeds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, overall, I think this album is definitely my favorite. I feel like I say that just for so many albums that we've covered here so far, but this one is now my favorite. Um, so I wish I wasn't so generous with the other ones in my rating, but. I think I would have to give it maybe like a 8.8 .8 out of 10 scars. Yes. Wow, what a rating. 8.8 .8 out of 10 from Jenny. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. What what would you say are your overall views of the record page? Overall, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that I had a chance to do this and like really re-listen to it over and over again because I there are so many songs I didn't or not so many, but a couple of them I hadn't heard before. So I'm glad I did. 
um, I really enjoyed it. I like that it's kind of a variety. There's not, it doesn't feel too cohesive, which I kind of like that yeah. sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. If I had to rate it out of 10 scarves, ugh, I think I might also, I'm going to go for like an 8.5. Yeah. I don't know. That feels like a solid, solid rating for me. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think because I, my highest rating so far was Love You, which I gave a nine. Mm-hmm. And I think last, last week I gave Summer Days an eight. So whew, what do I do? <laughs> because I like this, this yeah. record, but it's not perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say that it has a lot of things that I look for in a Beach Boys record. Like, it's got the harmonies. Mm -hmm. It's finally starting to have poetic lyrics, which is brand new, like, in the stuff that I've been listening to. Although some of them are just plain good love songs. Yeah. Although they're produced interestingly. Like, the ones... The ones who are the ones that are produced like regular Beach Boys tracks are written kind of poetic. Yeah. But then the ones that are produced crazily kind of have more simp- simple lyrics. And yeah, like I'm thinking of All I Want to Do. Yeah. Production wise is crazy to me. Yeah. That they yeah. made that in the year 1970, but lyrically, it's just a love song. It's very like, all simple. All I want to yeah. do is always be good to you and always yeah. be true and whatever. Um, but then there's tracks like Tears in the Morning or mm-hmm. Deirdre or Forever. Like, I mean, those ones are kind of conventional too, like in their writing, but they're just, they're so unique too. Like, how yeah. could I call them conventional when, they, when they've got flutes like that and when they've got... Right you know words like that it's so you know like as i said earlier gut gut wrenching yeah (laughs) so i'll say overall i'll probably give it a 7.5 out of 10 scarves okay but it's one of my favorite records yeah yeah Um, yeah it's definitely like so far oh gosh there i (laughs) this is the fifth one we've done and I, i love them all yeah, but it's hard to. I I won't even rank them. Like I won't even yeah. try. I They're just too different. You can't do that. Yeah, and we haven't even done like. Yeah. Like. Yeah. We have we haven't touched pet sounds yet, so <laughs> we're saving our we're saving our nines and tens for for smile and pet sounds. But yeah. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the sunflower episode. The magnificent 16th studio album by the Beach Boys from the year 1970. This has been Scarves Only Know with special guests Paige and Gunner. And we'll see you next week for. I don't even know. <laughs> we'll see. The next one. <laughs> Until next time. This has been Scarves Only Know. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.